Somebody say you got a new friend But does she love you better than I can? And there's a big black sky over my tongue I know where you're at, but she's around This is the first episode we have recorded where baseball is not locked out, I think, um, in this year anyways. Um, I don't think we recorded until after the last season ended. No, I think we recorded while the Red Sox were in the World Series hunt. Okay. It's been a while. It's been a while. It has. Um, Either way, either way, we're back. Baseball's back. I think we'll... start recording at least once a week and i think sundays are the best day to record because that's the end of the week where you can review a week preview a week and all that stuff so most likely episodes will be dropping every monday if i had to guess sunday nights into monday as best we can because uh uh, that just makes the most sense to me but other than that baseball's back we're getting a full 162 albeit a little delayed but we're getting the 162 that we that we want and I not gonna lie, I expected a little bit more chaos once the lockout ended as far as moves are concerned, but I think they're coming and they're gonna be coming quick because spring training's starting. Yeah, I mean, holy shit, we did it. Finally. 99 days locked out. Um, thought we were getting close multiple times. I honestly had no optimism. Uh, I actually snuck my phone onto the practice field and was having John Heyman and Jeff Passan updates as I was practicing. So that doesn't tell you about my dedication to the sport. Then I don't know what does Oliver. The, uh, the whole Jeff Passan getting hacked as the biggest news story of his career is about to break. It was, was something. That was fun. That, that was, was fun. fun. Yeah. I mean, I was in class and I just see NFT galore. And that, on my phone, that was hilarious. Happening. And that wasn't even the highlight of his day. No, no. And Jeff Passan, the GOAT, of course, I think he's the best baseball reporter out there. Um, he's not afraid to just absolutely roast random people. And he's also is the guy. If Jeff Passan doesn't say it, I oftentimes won't believe it. Heyman can report something. I think, I, I guess Ken Rosenthal's up there too. But uh, to me, it's mostly. Jeff Passner bust. So shout out to did Jeff Bob, Did Bob Nightingale earn any respect from you? No, absolutely not. <laughs> for this for this lockout reporting? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. He's still a jinx. I don't care. He's the it wasn't he the one that said like, oh, the first time like they were on the door and then they uh canceled games the next day. So uh boob boob nightingale is still a, a mush for me. I I still don't buy it. Um but. Is it still Bozo? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, let's get right into it. We got Universal DH, exactly what we wanted. 
we have shift being banned that has to start till next year yes that's 2023 but that's still stupid to me i will probably die on the hill that banning the shift is stupid i agree or even just making changes to it uh i i there, to me, it's not a complicated. I, I know pitchers are really good. I know they throw really fast. But hitters have tendencies. And to take away a strategy to counteract those tendencies is just lame to me. It, it, if you want to beat the shift, man, I know it's s- super basic to say, but like just learn to go the other way. Practice to go the other way. Practice to get rid of your tendencies. It's like, travel. it's like saying uh, to me, it's like saying, oh, a pitcher is fastball dominant. He can't throw as many fastballs because it's not fair. It, it's tendencies t- mm-hmm. to a hitter. So I don't like banning the shift. It's something that we're going to have to live with. I also don't like the three pitcher rule, but that's something we have to live with. Honestly, yeah. the runner on second base rule kind of grew on me just because that, it was, is that still it, a thing. No, no, they got rid of it. They got rid of okay. that. That kind of grew on me just because it was so, like it. it was so outrageous and stupid that it made like the extra innings kind of fun. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I did like it for MLB the Show purposes because those th- those extra inning games, another selfish MLB the Show rule that I hope they keep in the game. But putting a runner on second base to start on a MLB the Show extra inning games was fun to me. Yeah, I mean shift ban. I mean I'm. I'm pretty against it, to be honest, even though it kind of helps the Yankees, to be honest with you. kind of helps all offense. kind of helps all it, offense. It helps offenses around the league and especially helps left-handed offenses because yeah. the numbers from what I've seen show that the shift against righties isn't as dominant as the shift against lefties. From a Red Sox fan, fan's perspective, I feel every time they shift against a right-handed hitter, that fucking guy just squirts it through that hole at second base. So I'm like, why are we shifting on righties? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure it's, it's like, not. I'm sure the numbers are. Uh, obviously, they wouldn't do it if they if the numbers truly said that. But mm-hmm. as a fan, I feel like okay, maybe they'll actually stop shifting on right-handed batters now. Yeah, I mean, it's like saying that the NFL you have to play too high too high safety every time, or in the NBA you have to play man or you have to play zone or whatever like it's stupid there's no I agree. Strength. i i don't like usually comparing sports like that but i feel like this is a rare instance where you can because it's telling yeah. one side of the ball how to how to play literally mm-hmm. and in football it's like okay you have to play out of this formation you can't bring anybody off the edge you can't do whatever like you can't uh, you have to play a four three. No, nothing else. You have to play four three. You can only three. It's like three Mississippi. You know, it's it's just like weird shit like that. Or like basketball. It's like if you banned the zone in college, or you banned the. Um, you, there's no more full court pressing, or it's just it's just silly to me. I mean, there are arguments for it and against it. I don't like the arguments that are for it. That's that's where I stand on it. Um, Universal DH, though, that's great. That's great for the players. That's great Love for that. the teams. Finally, we don't have to see pitchers hit anymore. Sure, the two home runs a year from pitchers were fun to watch, but the other is the other hundreds of at-bats that end in strikeouts um, were lame and boring and not needed. And, of course, there are injuries that come with it. So that's, I mean, that's good. Exciting. I mean, literally, if you're DH like Nelson Cruz, you mean you just got – 15 other teams that now can sign you instead of, I mean, Nelson Cruz basically almost played for almost every American league team. He's like, Hey, let me check out some of these national league teams. 
I would love to see Nelson Cruz blast balls in some of these parks, Cincinnati cores, not that he'll go to those teams, but you know, just see Nelson Cruz in a different element, I think would be fun. Pujols too extends his career. Yes. Pujols too. Yeah. Um, haven't heard anything about Pujols. Cruz should sign today. I think San Diego was a good spot for him. Uh, I've heard are fucking frauds. We'll get to yeah. that later though. Mm-hmm. Moving on 12 team playoffs. Oliver, mm-hmm. what do you feel? Not a fan. Not a fan of that. It's better than 14 teams like they wanted than that was flirted out there, but still not a fan of it. Mm-hmm. I thought the playoff format in baseball is the best playoff format in sports, and it wasn't particularly close. Behind March Madness, I agree. Well, professional sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it took a – I didn't like the wild card game at first, but after one or two years, it really grew on me. It, it uh, Game 163 was fucking awesome. And after going to it and experiencing it this year, the Red Sox played it for the first time and it was at home and I went to it. I'm so happy that I did for it, especially because it's not a thing anymore. And mm-hmm. people come in with the argument like, oh, this just lets small, smaller market teams get into the race more. Or it's like, I, I don't like that argument either because maybe that can just incentivize them to not spend it as much again. Or, yeah. I mean, but it can also go both ways. It, it maybe it will incentivize those, those middle of the pack teams like the Reds to maybe go out and spend a little bit more money now that there's an extra team in each league. Yeah. But and it could also go the other way where like, oh, uh, we only need to win 83 games to make the playoffs now instead of we have to win 88. Okay. We don't need to spend as much money. So I, I, there's both sides to the coins there. I personally like, 10 teams, I think a third of the league making the playoffs is, is very good. It's valid. You have There's, your teams that can get hot at the right time and stuff yeah. like that. Playoff like, baseball is crazy, man. I mean, like we saw the Braves run the table last year. I don't think many people expected them to be able to do that without, especially the without Red Sox. The, no one expected the Red Sox to go anywhere. Well. 80% of the country didn't expect the Red Sox to go anywhere. That's because 80% of the country is, doesn't have a brain. Typical Northeastern, we're better than everyone else. Hey, man, we were slept on all year and proved a bunch of people wrong. That's all I'm going to say. And so did the Braves. The Braves proved a bunch of people wrong because they won the World Series without one of the top five players in baseball, which is impressive. I mean, like you said, you just got to get hot at the right time in baseball, man. And that's another thing, like a team that can squeak in with 83 wins can go on a fucking run now and win the playoffs, which which I don't hate, but I don't think – I personally don't 83 think games, 83 games is not enough to say, you know what? You deserve to play more. I agree. And it's like, uh, like these other sports leagues, like even the NFL has, uh, they, they have seven in each now. Right. So they have 14 out of 32 that make it. I mm-hmm. thought it was good at 12. Uh, the NHL and the NBA are super saturated, though. Like, they have teams under 500 making the playoffs. I hate that. I hope baseball never gets to that. No. Like, they have that every single year. I know the NFL Literally, every now the and then. Playoffs are in the lottery. And speaking of draft lottery, we need to tackle that. Cause... Yeah, I don't really have too much of an opinion on that. I don't I like know. it. I kind of uh, like it. I, yeah, cool. I, I think that will help the anti-tanking movement a little bit. But baseball but drafts I mean, can sometimes be such a crapshoot at that one through five, one through 10 spot anyway. Like you're not going to know for four or five years, even if you do tank, it's worth it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's necessarily a tanking thing. I just think teams suck. People just don't spend money. Just got to rebuild. 
Yeah, but they do that to get a good draft position and build through the draft. I guess, but it's not as bad as other sports. No, it's not because, and that's because it takes four or five yeah. years for those draft picks to pay off. You don't, you can't tank for Joe Burrow and then make the playoffs the next year. That's not how baseball works. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and they just signed, they just signed veterans who like have something to prove. They have something to prove. You trade them away mid season. That I don't hate. That's a, that's just smart. No, I like that. Yeah, I think that's that, a, I think that's a very good strategy. That's just smart baseball, especially when, it, if you can sign a Blake Trinan, uh, one of those relievers that are due for a bounce back year and then flip them. That's just, that's great baseball, yeah, great baseball I, management. I love when teams do that because that shows me that they're in the, they're headed in the right direction when, mm-hmm. when they make moves like that. Um, I agree. Are, were there any other like major, major things that came out of it? I got a couple things, the base size. I mean, there's not really too much there, more stolen bases maybe, but I mean, maybe. interesting. I think we've all seen the picture. It is significantly larger. Yeah. Cool. Um, sure. I guess. New one. New one that I found out the other day that I uh, don't know how I feel about it. Players can only be optioned five times now in a season, and if they're optioned more, then they are deemed free agent. I like that. I'm a big fan because I think we optioned Albert Abreu ten times last year. Yeah. Like so, it, I mean, if you got a guy like Luis Heel last year who made a start, now he doesn't have to worry about being sent down the next day, you know? Yeah, I like that. Um, I'm a fan of it. That's just, that. That's gonna hurt some teams that really rely on it, but at the same mm-hmm. time, um, I'm sure there'll be special cases like the 27th man thing for doubleheaders and and injury related ones. But yeah. at the end of the day, like these guys get called up and sent down so much. Uh, I, I like that. It's like, so it forces teams to kind of make up their mind on what they want to do with a player. I agree. All right. What, what else do we got? Pitch clock. Sure. Don't, I don't, don't care. care. Don't speed have an opinion team. on that. Sure. Whatever. If you're taking 30 seconds between pitches, speed the fuck up. Like, come yeah, on. That, that's not a, that's not a big deal to me. Sure. Don't, that doesn't affect me that much. Mm-hmm. All right. I think it's time that we get into what this podcast is really about. Post lockout Red Sox. What are we doing? Well, we signed Matt Strom. Power move. Power move. Breaking the bank. Um, it's kind of hard to predict. There's still people that want Carlos Correa, but I don't think that'll happen. I never really thought it would happen. I still think extending Devers is a main priority, but that doesn't look like it's going to happen, at, especially if it hasn't happened to this point. Any extensions are getting done. Yeah, and that, that kind of looks like it's been like that across the league because there really hasn't been any extensions uh, off the offseason. No. But that being said, uh, we'll get right into the uh, the little breakdown thing that we want to do here. So the Red Sox, something to prove. Uh, there could be a number of people on this list for me, but I think that the biggest one is going to be Xander Bogarts. He is technically in a contract year because he has an opt-out after this year. He's seeing all the all the money that these guys are getting that are from the shortstop position that he's better than. He's better than Javi Baez. Okay, let's don't don't get it fucked up. He's much better than Javi Baez. I'm on I'm he, on board with that. He I personally would take Xander Bogarts over fucking Corey Seager. And now I know contract comes in uh, age comes into play with that contract, but if you had to pick between Xander Bogarts and Corey Seager to be on your team right now, I'm taking Xander Bogarts. I don't care if that's bias. I don't give a fuck. He plays. Bias. I don't care. He's better. You taking, you taking Correa over Bogarts? Mm, I think so, yeah. Okay. 
Just checking, uh, just checking your level of uh, sanity today. Well, Corey Seager, both Corey Seager, uh, what's his name? Carlos Correa are both going to have injury problems, but Carlos Correa is arguably the best defender in Major League Baseball to go on top with the, the upside that's still there on the bat with the age. But Xander Bogarts is a walking 3,100 guy. Corey Seager's not. Corey Seager will play. I'm sure he'll have a, a few games here and a few years here in the next couple of years where he gets to play those full seasons, but he's shown he has injury problems and they both play well in the postseason. So I don't care if it's bias. I'm taking Xander over Corey Seager. So that's why I think he has something to prove because I think he's going to his age 30 season here, if I'm not mistaken. And he has an opt out and he can go get a fucking bag this offseason. Mm-hmm. For Yankees, something to prove. I'm going to go with Glaber Torres. I think that this is probably his last go if we don't trade him uh, for Matt Olson. But um, I think, you know, 2020 was a, just a weird year. I mean, he didn't play well last year. He looked good towards the end of last year. Um, I think that he was just, you know, he talked about his approach midway through the year. He started hitting for more average power. I, I, I think we just need to see the power that we saw in 2019. I mean, 39 home runs. I'm not expecting that. I'm expecting 20. I think that's a reasonable number for him. I think if he can just stay simple with his approach, then I think he has a lot to prove this year. Someone else needs to prove something's Brian Cashman, but that's a story for another day. We'll get to that later. Red Sox X Factor. Sounds simple, but um, Chris Sale's the X Factor on this team this year. It's it's not complicated to me. If Chris Sale is... Wait, whoa, we got breaking news right now. Jake Diekman moving close to a deal with the Red Sox. That's sick. Jake so, Diekman was good last year. Lefties galore out of that pen. That's good because can you name a lefty in their bullpen from last year? Josh Taylor. A guy who gave up the can nuke. Can you rely on Josh Taylor? The guy that gave up the nuke to Stanton in September. Hernandez. I, Is that his oh, name? Darwinson. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can't rely on Darwinson. I do like Josh Taylor. He was terrible in April. I was calling for him to be <laughs> cut. And then he just went on an absolutely insane run. He had like 20-something scoreless appearances. So Josh Taylor's good, but adding Diekman, we literally five minutes ago, we were talking about getting guys in their bullpen that have upside that if you're struggling, you can flip or you can um, just ride of the way or, or we'll just help you be a better team. And Jake Diekman's a great addition in, in my eye. If that, if that is coming to fruition, uh, I'm all in on Jake Diekman. That's sick. He, he was a good, I had him in a couple of fantasy leagues last year. He was really, really good for the A's. Um, so He's not the X factor. I still think Chris Sale is your X factor because if Chris yeah. Sale, uh, one, is healthy all year, that's a big plus. And two, if he can perform as like uh, a number two starting pitcher, which I still think he has ace upside, of course, he's fucking Chris Sale. Yeah. But if, if he just performs to a number two pitcher, you get 170 innings out of him, then uh, then you're going to be in a good spot come September. So Chris Sale is your, is my X factor for the Red Sox. I'm also going to hop on the pitching train, and I'm going to say Luis Severino. Uh, he looked pretty sharp coming back last year. Um, I don't expect him – I actually, I don't know what to expect from him uh, as, a, like, an innings standpoint, but I expect him to, you know, go out there, give me four or five solid innings. Um, I think that – I saw a couple of his videos. He looks pretty good. He seems to be healthy. So I think his health is a big factor. And I just think how he performs behind Garrett Cole and then set the tone for the rest of the rotation is very important for this year. And I always forget about him too. I think the whole fan base just kind of forgets about him. Poor guy. 
Yeah. Um, Finish that bite, all of I it. hear you. I hear you. Well, I was reading because this kid that broke the uh, um, Jake Diekman thing. Uh-huh. He's like, uh, I used this kid used to like, uh, I don't know how the fuck this kid's got sources, but I know him. Really? He's a little weird nerdy kid that used to be in Fortnite streams. Oh, shout out. No, because he was kind of weird. <laughs> Who's the Red but, Sox? But no gotta give him, but gotta give him credit because I guess he's got fucking inside sources. Um, uh, all right, next up we have someone to look out for. Who you got? Um, Jaron Duran. No, I'm going to be hopeful with this that he actually does play for the major leagues this year, but I'm going my fucking boy, Tristan Cassis. Nuke City. If he gets called up this year, watch out for Tristan fucking Cassis. Dude hits tanks and talks his shit. He talks shit on Twitter, too. He's a fucking good follow on Twitter. He's big. He's like 6'4", 6'5", like 230, 240, something like that. First baseman. If he gets called up, watch out for Tristan Cassis. He's a top 20 prospect in baseball. I do expect him to get called up at some point during the year, whether it be for injury or performance, whatever it may be. Watch out for Tristan fucking Cassis. And on the pitching side, uh, sounds silly, but continue to watch out for Tanner Houck and Garrett Whitlock because those guys are studs. Oh, fuck Tanner Houck. I forgot about him. I hate Tanner Houck. Watch out for Tanner Houck. Uh, I don't know what his role is going to be. I kind of still like him coming out of the bullpen twice a his week. Tattoos is so cool, but I hate him. Because he's fucking, he, he's literally like the Yankees lineup's worst nightmare. L- legit. He's a right-handed pitcher that can throw 98 with a sweeping slider. Like, if that doesn't give Yankees lineup nightmares, I don't know what does. All right. Yankees, someone to look out for. Brett Gardner, no. I hate him. Um, I'm going to go with – God, who is – I don't even know, like, someone to look out for, to be honest with you. I'm going to go Aaron Hicks. Um, okay. Didn't play last year due to his wrist. Uh, I don't expect him to play over 30 games this year, but if he does, look out for him. That's all I got to say. Don't – oh, maybe Clark Schmidt if he gets called up. If we're Ooh, going the I like that route, one. I like that one. Um, if we're going the prospect route, Clark Schmidt, he was hurt last year. But, you know, um, I think if we're going prospect route here, I think Clark Schmidt's someone to look out for. Um, not going to lie to you. I'm not going to look out for Aaron Hicks. That dude's a bum. Uh, he, Clark Schmidt has good stuff. He so does. I'm no. Change my answer to Clark Schmidt. That, uh, he's got a really good, good speaker, good off speed. So, yeah, Clark Schmidt. I like that answer. I don't like the Aaron Hicks answer because that dude's a fucking certified bum. <laughs> don't uh, expect too much. Red Sox. Don't expect too much from whoever is playing second base. Don't know what the name will be. Don't know where they're going to go with it. Whoever it is, don't expect a lot from that position. If it's Jeter Downs, if it's fucking Jose Iglesias, whoever it is. I thought Jose not, Iglesias was on another team. Yeah, I think he just got signed, but I couldn't think of anybody else. Who oh, okay. Was their second baseman. Who was their second baseman at the end of last year? I can't even remember. He was, like, kind of sneaky good in the playoffs, but whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, I bum. Whoever is the Red Sox second baseman this year, do not expect too much from them. 
they were like the worst production from that position last year. Um, I don't expect a lot from that position this year. Again, now if Jeter Downs comes up at some point and figures it out, that's great. I don't really expect him to, but you know, I could be surprised. I just, that that's my, don't expect anything from the Red Sox second baseman. That's good. My don't expect too much from, oh man. Unless it's Kike. Is he still on the team? Of course. But I expect he to be your center fielder. So. Yeah. But he's got like, it was Christian Arroyo. I do like Christian, I do like Christian Arroyo, but I just don't expect too much out of him. Don't expect too much out of Christian Arroyo. Or your, whoever your second baseman is. Yeah. My um, don't expect too much from is I'm going to go Nestor Cortez. I don't know what made him good last year at all. Me neither. I no, no idea. Maybe it was the stupid timing we saw once a week. But, I mean, if he repeats that, then, I mean, back of the rotation is looking great. But I wouldn't expect anything close to what we saw from him. I'm expecting maybe for him to come out of the bullpen for two innings if you're facing a really left-handed dominant team or just a team in general, I expect him to just be a bullpen arm, be honest, like a long bullpen arm for when uh, Garrett Cole goes two innings against the Blue Jays. So, Yeah, Nestor Cortez uh, kind of helped me win a fantasy championship, so thanks for that. Shout out, yeah. Shout out, yeah. I mean, he, he, he bought a turtle. He's a proud yeah. owner of a turtle. So, I mean, I wonder how that turtle's doing. Maybe it might I don't be dead. Know. I don't know. Maybe we'll see him this year. That's the biggest. That's the biggest story coming out of Yankees camp right now because, um, according to the Yankees, the lockout hasn't ended yet. <laughs> um, I find that weird. Uh, but um, you know, Cashman. Um, I don't know if I can trust him anymore right now. But um, someone needs to go wake him up because uh, we're not doing shit. We're not doing shit right now, and it's making all of us frustrated. Maybe, maybe we're just, maybe I'm looking on the more optimistic side. Maybe we're just, you know, gearing up for a big move here, but I mean, right now it's not looking good. Aaron Boone said today, we have enough to win when what 80 games. I mean, we have holes on this team. Um, Oliver, if you let me take the fourth to finish my rant. Um, I mean, need a shortstop. Glaber is not your guy. Play him at second. I mean, Oh, I forgot about DJ LeMayhew. Maybe I'll oh, just forgot he existed. He's, I mean, just forgot he existed. He's got a lot to prove this year. He was a ghost um, last year. He was a ghost last year. He looks like a ghost too. He doesn't say a word. Uh, first base um, can't struggle. I mean, we got Luke Voigt. He'll probably play 60 games and then tear his plantar fasciitis or whatever the hell it is. I mean, you got Joey Gallo out the outfield. I mean, you really trust Aaron Hicks to play 162 games in center field? I don't think so. Uh, bullpen, need to add an arm. Gary Sanchez, uh, he sucks. Um, find another platoon for him. Oh, we've Kyle Higashioka. Forgot. I mean, if you just forgot who's on this team, it's been so long. I know. I hear you. I just forgot who the Red Sox second baseman was. And it was Christian Oreo, a guy I fucking love. Yeah. Remember Clay Holmes, that guy who just shoved in the playoff yeah, game? I forgot he existed. I'm excited for him. That was an Go anomaly. Clay Go Clay Holmes. I mean, didn't shove we, got, we got a lot of moves to be made here. We get a Carlos Correa. Don't think we will. Uh, I want Carlos Correa. Are we going to spend Carlos Correa money? Absolutely not. We'll probably give him six years, 80 mil. That's going to be our best <laughs> offer. I mean, Trevor Story, wouldn't mind him, to be honest. But, I mean, if we get Trevor Story, Matt Olson, 
we're cooking. But I mean, we just got to make moves. Like this team is good. It's solid, but it's not the team. Yeah, good and solid ain't going to cut it. It is not. You need perfection out of the New York Yankees, and that's what all the fans expect. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. That, was, that, was, that was my take on our team right now. Oliver, what do you got on the Red Sox camp? I mean, the I still like where they're at. I would have liked a better starting pitcher edition. I don't have a name off the top of my head, but like Rich Hill, Michael Waka. I mean, two Yankee killers. So if you're looking forward to take series one, then you got that. I I understand that, but depth at the starting pitcher, you're never going to hear me complain about getting depth in the starting pitcher um, category, but you're, you're relying on Evaldi and sale to be healthy and to be good. So that makes me a little bit nervous, but the lineup will fuck like always, like the lineup's still good from pretty much top to bottom. Um, Second base. Again, it, yeah, but Christian Arroyo was clutch when he needed to be. I'm just saying, don't expect anything special out of second base when I say that. Um, first base. would be my average. Am I tripping? Mm-hmm. Who plays first? Am I tripping? Is it someone big? Who's going to play first this year? Hopefully, it's Tristan Cassis. <laughs> it's not Mitch Moreland. He's he's not there anymore. He hasn't been there for a year. I know. So, like, I forgot who the who was on your team. Well, it was Big Throbby Bobby. Oh, yeah, Bobby Dahlbeck. And slash Kyle Schwarber, the Kyle Schwarber at first base experiment. Uh, remember that flip in the playoffs? Of course, it was, it was electric. That was kind of funny. I like that what's the uh what's the red sox biggest um concern right now is it defense is it bullpen is it starting pitching is it consistency of the lineup it, it'll definitely be deep is it just matt barnes defense. in general what is no, it it'll be it'll defense is your biggest concern because they were a terrible defensive team last year and that's something that should be addressed and fixed especially with alex core as your manager who prides himself on just basic fundamentals so Defense is your biggest concern right after that. It's probably starting pitching. Not bullpen? You don't care? They've made great strides in the bullpen already. Diekman and Strom are both good additions, I think. Um, I know Matt Barnes had a second half to forget about, but he he was an all-star closer last year going up to that. People forget about that. He was dominant. You couldn't pitch him in the postseason because you were scared. Yeah. I, I Did I just say he had a second half to forget about, or did you miss that part? I know, but, like, I mean, that's all. That's You know that's all in his mind right now. He's a mental midget. Yeah, I'm not denying that. But if you don't overuse him and you give him a definitive role and stop doing closer by committee, give Matt Barnes the closer position to start the season and see where it goes. If he fucks up, then fine. He fucks up. And you move on and get someone else in there. Make Deekman the closer. I don't know. All I know is I hate the closer by committee bullshit. It doesn't help anybody because those guys, the back end of the bullpen, no matter what team you're on, they want a role. They don't mm-hmm. have a role, then they never know when they're going in. Those guys are mental head cases. So the, the bullpen, I am more confident in the bullpen than the starting rotation. Interesting. Uh, Matt Barnes sucks. Uh, that's just all I'm going to say on that. But, I mean, yeah, I think the Yankees starting pitching is he solid. Was an all-star closer last year. Like he uh, was, what, was he his, was the, what was his ERA in the second half, he Oliver? Was, he was okay, – How many blown saves did he have? Dude. 
Matt, Matt Barnes had a bad three months, uh, an awful three months. I'm not denying that. But leading up, he was a fucking all-star closer. The potential is there. That's why I'm not too concerned Isn't about it. Isn't this a trend it. in his career, though? And and he's on a very team-friendly deal. He's not an expensive contract. He's like $8 million a year or something like that. At the time, that was a fucking steal because he was so good. He sucks. Um <laughs> Uh, <laughs> he's better than the fucking dinosaur bullpen guys the Yankees are throwing out these days. Clay Holmes is electric. Chad Green's good. Lit- Litke is a dinosaur. Oh, yeah. Chapman- Chad Green had a great second half, too, right? Chapman fucks uh, still. Wow, great um, guy. Great guy. Who else we got? Zach Britton, uh, his arm's falling off. Um, good contract. Nestor Cortez. <laughs> Nestor Cortez. Uh, Want to elect- throw in Domingo Herman, too, while we're talking about great people? Electric. I forgot about Domingo Herman. Oh my god, very forgettable. Remember that? Oh, remember that no hitter that he had last year through seven at Fenway, and then we blew a three-run lead. What happened to that game? I forgot. Uh, yeah, we lost. Uh, I wanted okay, to jump off checking. a bridge. I wanted to jump um, off a bridge. Who else, who else we got rocking out of the pen? I forgot that I can go on MLB.com now and not see blank faces. Joely Rodriguez. Um, any lefty that faces him is getting out. I mean, think like these these Red Sox in the bullpen are good though. Let me look at our roster. I kind of forgot who we had on our. Forget about Nick Pavetta. He was good last year, especially in the playoffs. In the, um, in the bullpen, we've got Tanner Howe, Garrett Whitlock, Michael King. Jake oh, Loizaga. Loizaga is a stud. He was nasty last year. W- Wandy Peralta. He actually He's pitched solid. decent. Remember that ball he took off the shin at Yankee Stadium and then threw him out at, no. against the Red Sox. It was against no. Devers. Um, what's we got? What's we got? Uh, I just saw someone. Oh, Stephen Writings, goat. Yeah, that's basically it. <laughs> wow, what a list! I know. Uh, Zach Britton, so much potential. Oh, spring training invitees just came out. All right, that you want to want to play our guest player game and wrap it up? I say we do that. I'll start off. Okay. This player played on the Red Sox from 2010 to 2015. Was never selected to an All Star game. Um, only played a, above 100 games twice. Will Middlebrooks? Huh? Will no, Middle not Brooks. not Will Middlebrooks. Let's see. I'm trying to. I'm trying to give. He was he ever selected to do an All Star game? He was not. Um, one year he played 134 games, hit 303, 12 homers, 66 RBIs. That was in 2013. Daniel Nava. Daniel Nava. Correct. Legend, platoon legend. Not a boy. Once you said good year in 2013, it was Daniel Nava. No question about it. Yeah. He hit a grand slam in his first career Red Sox at bat. Grand Slams are cool. All right. Guess the Yankees player. He played for the Yankees for one, two, three, four, five seasons from uh, 1999 to 2003. Oh, Oh, Jesus Christ, Oliver. We got to do something where I'm alive. Frankie, you know this player, I promise you. He is a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven-time All-Star, a one, two, three, four-time Silver Slugger, Zero MVPs. This is Jeter. No, it's not Jeter. What no. the fuck? 
I'm an idiot. Can I guess his first the... full season was 2001, actually. He was can third you give me, rookie. Can you give me the years again? All right. He's, he, was, uh, he played in 99 and 2000, but his first full season was 2001 to 2003 on the Yankees. And then... Was it Soriano? Yeah. Hey. Easy. I forgot he played for the Yankees at the end of his career, too. You got to give me a player that, that <laughs> I was alive for. Like my dick. I was I was alive for him. I saw I saw him play a couple games. That's what I mean. Huh. Legend. MLB the show uh bum, but um, yeah, he was actually bad in that game. Yeah, Yankee legend. Uh, anything else that we want to talk about till we meet next time? I mean, what's your one message to the Red Sox right now? Uh Give Rafi a blank check. That's my message until it happens. And if it doesn't happen, I will be very, very sad for a long time. We, we invited Ender and Ciarte. It's kind of funny. Um, my message to Brian Cashman. Um, is just alarm. Like, wake the fuck up. <laughs> it's, it's literally this. It's time. It's time to get this team to where you want to be. If you think this is the team that you can run out there and go win 100-plus games, win the division, run the AL, you are absolutely tripping on acid. I mean – Ooh, on acid. That's a, that's a big take. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, you got Judge. You got Stanton. I mean, can they stay healthy like last year? I don't think so. Do I want them to? Yeah. But, I mean, I mean, you got Gallo. He's going to strike out 200 times. Mm-hmm. I mean – find first base solution i mean bring rizzo back if you can't get olsen or um freeman i mean find a shortstop that's i mean thank god it's not angelton simmons i yeah but actually are you gonna go get a shortstop or are you gonna wait a year a year and a half for volp to come up i i think volpe is honestly gonna be the next big thing honestly simmons for a year wouldn't have been a bad move just to stop gap that Trevor Story for two years with an opt out would have been. He's not going to sign a two year deal, dude. Trevor Story is going to make 100. He's going to get a Javi Baez deal at least because he's better than fucking Javi Baez. Is he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't even think that's comparable. I don't think that's. You think think Javi Baez is one of the worst players in the MLB, too? No, I just think he's one of the more overrated players. Defensively, who you think? Because he's got swag. Um, I, I think that's kind of a coin flip. Like, like I said, Javi Baez like makes the swaggy highlight plays, but he also does a lot of fucking dumb shit and is the most frustrating fantasy baseball player to own in the league. And I will stand by that. Uh, uh, give me a more frustrating watching, player. Oliver bases a lot of his player opinions on his on their fantasy performance on his team. Yeah, you're not wrong. You like you like Nestor Cortez because I do. Championship. I also love Robbie Ray because I traded for him midway through the year and he won the Cy Young. See? Big Robbie Ray guy. See? Non-biased, though. Also a huge Louis Robert guy. I expect a big year out of him. Me I'm too. scared. I'm scared for that team. Yeah, maybe next week we can go over, like, division winners and playoff projections. Definitely. But for right. now, I think it's a good start. Baseball's back. Baseball's Let's back. Guys. So is Bronx meets Beantown. All right. Until next time, peace out, Frankie. Doesn't peace this guitar sound so good? Mm, mm, mm. 
we? Living in this big blue world With my head up in outer space I know I'll be A-O, A-O-K I know I'll be A-O, A-O-K When I see trouble come my way I'll be making lemonade I know I'll be A-O, A-O-K I know I'll be A-O, A-O-K The friends are busy making them babies Been out in the real world, don't like how it's tasting Let me change your mind with my little old saying Two, four, six, eight, who do we appreciate? Put some sugar in my water, cause we making mini-made 